RecruitersLiveLounge.com, Episode 3. This episode is sponsored by Glover Daniels. Glover Daniels delivers fast and flexible recruitment research solutions to leading multinational companies and executive search consultancies around the world. They are able to deliver first-class results on your executive search assignments in a fraction of the usual time, which can also save you money. Go to gloverdaniels.com forward slash rec live lounge to find out more and start talking to them today. Recruiterslivelounge.com, where you get to hang out with the most inspiring recruitment business leaders on the planet. Hosted by Roy Ripper. Hey everyone, welcome to Recruiters Live Lounge, where you get to meet and hang out with some of the most inspiring business leaders in recruitment on the planet. And I'm so excited today. I've got a really dear friend of mine. Alice Waitman is one of our guests today. And Alice is the Managing Director of Hanson Search. Um, Alice set that business up back in 2002. And she is she's a prolific recruiter, an absolutely prolific recruiter, built a great company. But Hanson Search are known for specializing in strategic communications. I hope I've got all that right. Alice, how's it going? Oh, very well indeed. Nice to see you, Roy. Good to see you. And Alice, look, I just gave a little brief intro there. Tell us just a bit more about yourself and about Hanson Search. Yeah, well, Roy, as you mentioned, you know, we're long old friends and um, you were the first person to actually teach me to recruit and to headhunt. Um, so I um, founded Hanson Search back in 2012. Um, we specialize in communications and marketing services recruitment at a mid to senior level. And it's been a great year for us so far. We've just opened an office in Dubai. Um, and obviously our main office is here based in London. And we have an office in Paris. So we, we do a lot of international work. Um, and we work with some key clients globally. I think that's really our forte. We also just launching a online technology called the Work Crowd. Um, so we're just in the process of doing that. So 2015 is set to be quite a busy time for us. Alice, you guys have had phenomenal growth in, you know, if you don't mind me saying, in a relatively short space of time. And what we want to do here at the Recruiters Live Lounge is get people to understand something about your journey. So if you're ready, I'd really like to ask you some of these questions. Absolutely, yeah, go for it. Brilliant, okay. Um, Alice, is there a success quote or what's your favourite success quote that you live your life by every day? Well, um, I come from quite an entrepreneurial family and I, um, which is based in the northeast, and I always remember my father as a child saying to me, this is for the Geordies out there, other people may need a translation, okay. but shy bends getting out. And I often use that, which is shy bends, it's shy children get nothing. And um, I use that, that sort of quote in training. I think about it before I have to do a presentation or a speech in front of a lot of people. And I think actually it sums up, you know, especially in the recruitment world, if you are shy and if you don't push and take that extra mile, um, you won't get anywhere. And I think recruitment especially, um, it's a really um, useful quote that I, I think about a lot. And um, I often get asked when, you know, developing business or headhunting a senior person well that's easy for you Alice because you're MD of a business but we all started somewhere um, I started as a researcher 
you know, with very, no experience behind me. And I had to pick up the phone and call CEOs and MDs of big international businesses. And I think that quote um, made me fearless. I think fearless is a, a really, you know, invaluable quality that you have to have as a recruiter at any level. Um, I also like Steve Jobs's quote, which is, live each day as if it's your last. Yeah. Um, I think you need to enter each day really positive, getting the maximum out of each day. Um, having that passion, energy and drive behind what you do is absolutely fundamental to be successful in headhunting. So there's are two nice um, quotes. However, I am a working mum and, um, you know, I, I have two, two children and I have to sort of balance work life with, um, with looking after the children. And I think there's another great quote um, for all the parents out there uh, that needs to think about, but no other success can com compensate for failure in the home. And I think it's really true because recruitment, you do have to work hard. You know, running a business, you have to, it, it takes up a lot of hours. And I think getting that balance right is really important. And always thinking about success at home, it's not just success at work, but balancing the, both of those successes together. Alice, amazing quotes, and thank you very much for, uh, you know, in fact, sharing that final one with us as well. The great takeaway that I get from that is, you know, success at work is really a, a hollow victory if yeah. the rest of it at home is not going well. You know, the kids are, uh, uh, in fact, the whole of your home life, whether it's kids or partners or whatever, if that's going Absolutely. down, success at work yeah. is, is really hollow. Yeah. And I often say, you know, if I haven't got a nanny or I haven't got someone in place, I have to fix that. Yeah. Otherwise, everything else. And I think sometimes we, we, you know, look at our career and we, we want to fix our career, but actually it's fixing the whole package and yeah. everything that goes around it. Um, and I think as you get older, it even more becomes entwined. And, and Alice, the, the thing I, I, I remember, just as you were telling us your first quote, shy bands getting out, um, I, I spent a lot of time up in the northeast, so I, I know that phrase. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, the other one that occurred to me was people being called canny lass. I'm sure you'd be referred to as a canny lass. Canny lass, yes. Um, <laughs> but the shy burns get now. I, you know, something I'd like to share with our our, our listeners and our viewers is that um, you, you know, as you said, in terms of starting in recruitment. I remember meeting you for the first time. You were in one of my recruitment classrooms. And um, here's a really good kind of, you know, definition of or, or example of where I know you live this shy burns getting out. You were one of the most, um, uh, what's the word, vocal delegates on that course. You asked loads of questions. So this was in your first, I don't know, weeks or months in recruitment. You asked loads of questions. Um, and, you know, look, I, I, I don't know whether it was from that course, but you asked loads and loads of questions. It yeah. increased your learning. And here Absolutely. we are that many years later. So you yeah. were definitely not shy on that day. Yes. But it's, it's seizing every opportunity and maximizing that. And I think, you know, which interlates with the Steve Jobs um, quote, because you do have to seize every opportunity. They don't come twice. Sure. And if you let things slip, and especially in our industry. Yeah. Um, you can miss out on major opportunities. So sometimes you just have to go for it. 100%. Um, Alice, listen, at, at Recruiters Live Lounge, we, again, we like to take our, our viewers on a, a bit of a journey or your journey. And mm -hmm. I know behind every successful recruitment business leader, 
there's been some adversity you know we've faced mm -hmm. challenges what's the biggest challenge that you've faced in setting hands and search up yeah i mean it's it's a difficult one because it's not easy setting up a business no. um you know you think as a good builder you can go and set up a company you don't realize actually what's behind all that sure the reality of cash flow the reality of building a brand in a brand new market um and actually you know in the reality of actually finding good people and good recruiters um training them up having to split your time between that sure so i think all of that um you know it, it's not just one specific um uh, challenge i think you can bring that all together but then you know i'd quite almost share you know some challenging recruitment moments as well because i think all of us um in our job you know we, we are human we're not robots yeah. and i think um we all do make mistakes and we can make mistakes with clients with candidates or we can come into really difficult situations because you know we are actually we have a lot of responsibility on our hands yeah. and we are moving people's you know moving people to different jobs that has a huge impact on their lives um you know their careers how much money they take home, their mood, their aspirations, whether they actually feel happy or not. Yeah. So we have a huge sense of responsibility. And I think sometimes we forget that yeah. um, because people might be after kind of making the next deal and getting on top of the leaderboard. And you will get to the top of the leaderboard if actually you remember those things and you hold those values quite dear because you'll build long-term value. Now, um, we had a specific incident actually once where a client, um, we were asked to go on a brief, we were retained on this brief, we developed a, a short list, um, got a great candidate through, she accepted, we were all absolutely delighted. Uh, just before she was about to sign the contract, she asked to have a meeting with the client and she explained to them that actually due for religious reasons, she couldn't work late on a Friday. Okay. And um, the client actually then withdrew the offer and um, said, I'm sorry, we're not hiring her. And then contacted us and said, how dare you put this candidate forward? She should not have been on the shortlist. I said, I'm sorry. Uh, you do realize what you're saying is highly discriminatory. And, um, you know, this was said, well, she wasn't suitable for the job. So well, absolutely, she is suitable for the job because she was interviewed by our competent recruiters, yeah. you interviewed her, you selected her, and she was the right person. Um, now, we as a business, but very bad, she'd handed a notice in. Um, we wanted to take this further. She didn't right. because she felt embarrassed and she didn't want to be put in that situation. Sure. So it was a really, you know, it was a bit of an eye opener um, to actually, you know, the types of people that can be out there, the types of company, maybe we shouldn't have been working for this business. Well, clearly we shouldn't have been working for this business. Yeah. We didn't work the business anymore. Uh, and we then managed to fix the situation by finding a great company for her and, you know, and it all worked out fine. But you do come across, you know, very, very difficult situations because you are dealing with people's lives. Yeah. I think we have to remember that and be very, very careful the responsibility that actually we have. I'm so pleased to hear that there was a, a good ending to that story yes. and that you, you ultimately <laughs> we faced all the got on the phones and made sure we found her a job. Good. So, uh, yes. <laughs> um, thank you, Alice. Thank you for sharing that. And look, again, on your journey of, of setting hands and search up and, and it be, being the success that it is today, 
when was that eureka moment that that moment that the light bulb sort of just went off for you and you said you know what we're actually doing it something really right here what was that moment for you i um gosh i keep having these moments because you've always when you run a business you think oh what's the next and and we do continuously you know i i love it when you suddenly think actually great um i actually was pitching for a um very large piece of government work okay. and I asked a, a client who I've been working with for about five, six years to have a look over my pitch document and said to him, you know, I really want to get this piece of work, um, would you mind having a look over? Sure. So absolutely honest, of course, you know, I'd love to. Um, and this is a company who, as I say, we've worked for about six years, we opened an office for them in, um, in Europe. Um, and we sort of recruited maybe half of their staff. So they knew Hanson Search very well. Sure. They know me, they know our reputation. And it was quite interesting because when I got the document back, it was almost like being at school. And I sort of saw these red lines through it and I thought, oh no, <laughs> what have I said? <laughs> and there's all these crossing out. And then I actually read what he wrote and I was just amazed by actually what he replaced what I actually wrote to what he felt should be there. Right. He sort of said, you know, Hanson Search is the most well-networked business in this market. They have the largest, best reputation, the largest network of any other search firm that I know. Wow. Communications, marketing, and I highly recommend them. And it was just, it was a brilliant uh, moment. And it wasn't just about me, but it was about the business. Wow. And, uh, you know, that was lovely to hear from a client who truly knew us, but also is very, very well respected in the industry. Do you know, do you know what, Alice? It, I think it's so much more credible when you get respected people in our, in, in our respective industries um, yeah. saying great things about us, right? Because we can, we can put the marketing spin on staff and we can say, you know, look, this is what we've done and this is what we've achieved. But when you've got a credible, raving fan, a client or a candidate that's saying those things about you, I think other clients and candidates just take that, yeah. um, you know, far, it's far more credible for them than, than just Absolutely. hearing us say it. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, all the marketing spend that you do, the best marketing spend is actually through your reputation and the great work that you do, because all those people will go out and talk great things about you. Yeah. And if I ever have any, you know, I like to hear feedback, whether it's positive or negative. And if there's anything negative, I call that person up straight away and deal with it. Brilliant. And actually so many times I've actually won business out of it because people have said, wow, I really like the, your approach. Yeah. You know, we are human, as I mentioned earlier, and mistakes happen. It's how we handle those mistakes that are absolutely vital. So, and I think every single challenging situation or you know, you can turn around if handled in the right way. Um, and your clients, your candidates or your advocates, and if they're going out and saying great things about you, then brilliant. I couldn't ask for anything more. Alice, that's brilliant advice and thank you. Um, on, on top of that, what do you do um, at Hanson Search to drive standards? You know, standards in your own business, but hopefully um, I know driving the standards of the recruitment industry, i.e., expectation on your clients. Yeah, I mean, I see that as sort of twofold, really. Um, one is actually going out there and talking about the industry. Yeah, I think recruitment has a bit of a bad reputation. Yes, and often it can draw people in who perhaps aren't right for yeah. recruitment. We don't get the right level of quality of um, recruiter coming into the market always. Sure. 
and I'm just brilliant ones, but there's also some that have actually caused a bad reputation in the industry. So I very much go out and promote recruitment as a career choice to people that I really want to target, that I think actually would be great for this industry. We need more junior, um, bright, hungry, fearless individuals entering into the world of recruitment. Sure. So we have a pipeline of great recruiters coming through that we can train. And I think there's lots of businesses out there that do train well, that do know their markets, yeah. and can be the right home for the right individuals. So if we can get really good people coming through, I know I've got a pipeline of potential recruiters that are going to help grow House and Search and other recruitment businesses and grow the reputation of, of the recruitment industry. Um, so that's on one side. The other side is actually us as best practice being recruiters. And we, um, we work with a lot of people in our industry to drive best practice. So, for example, I talked about discrimination earlier on. Um, I'm a great believer in diversity and how we should um, ensure our responsibility as recruiters. We're helping to promote diversity in our industry, Brilliant. specifically in communications. I mean, um, it's an industry where we're communicating to a diverse audience sure. and um, it's very underrepresented. It's very white middle class. Um, it's very male at the top, female at the bottom. So we've done a lot in terms of promoting women into the industry, but not just into the industry, but also engaging them as a pipeline for future senior level positions. So helping women around issues of maternity and helping them to get back to work and, and driving best practice um, for women who are looking to return to work and helping businesses to understand that actually flexibility and um, the right culture will encourage women to come back. And actually businesses want diversity. They want women to come back. Um, but sometimes there's been a misunderstanding between actually encouraging them back and having the right conversations. Yeah. Um, so we do a lot of work with our industry bodies as well as our clients and the industry as a whole in setting best practice. And actually, Alice, I, I want to kind of commend you for this as well. Obviously, I know the answer, but um, along that thing of, of, of uh, you know, promoting women across your clients and your candidate base, just let everyone know how many um, women do you have as members of your senior management board or director board? Yeah, so out of the five of us, four of us are women. Yes. Um, so, you know, we're very female heavy. Um, I really believe that recruitment is a great industry for women. Yeah. Um, you can juggle, you can be flexible, you don't have to be sitting at your desk. Yeah. It's all about outcomes. And if someone is doing really well, they've got good reports on their clients, their candidates, and their billing, what more do you want? Do you have to see them in front of a screen? Sitting there from 8.30 till 7.30 at night? I don't think so. And no. I think modern way of working is about outcomes, and we should be monitoring outcomes rather than actually who's sitting at our desk. Um, so it's not just for women. You know, we offer flexibility for men as well. And, um, you know, it's... Um, I'm not on just a sort of female crusade, but no. what I am a crusade of is actually let's have great diversity because that's fun and sharing different ideas. I love the fact, Alice, that that Hanson Search walks the walk and talks the talk. You know, it's like you you you, you practice what you preach, and I, I love that in any company that uh, is true to itself. Um, Alice, um, question for you. I want you to look into your crystal ball. Um, I know yes. you, you know, sort of you are involved in the recruitment industry. You're a fellow at the REC, aren't you? 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. So you see a lot of recruitment businesses. How do you see the recruitment industry or profession developing over the next, say, five years? Well, I mean, I've seen it shift considerably um, so far over the, even the last five years. I think um, online has really, um, and the internet is is driving that. Yeah. So there's been a lot of shift to in-house recruiters um, and a lot of businesses looking to cut costs. I think that was driven by recession. Yeah. Um, now looking to, to grow and wanting to have a constant tap of talent in the market. So I think we'll continue to see um, more in-house recruitment going on. I think where um, there'll be a bigger emphasis from agency side is really on the value add. And I think as businesses, we have to be looking and seeing how can we add value. Um, at a senior level, I think that will very often continue to go out to um, consultancies and agencies to do senior level search for them. Right. So that mid to senior level position, the hard to find the value add roles will go to agencies, but we need to be demonstrating value to maintain our position. Um, there'll be a lot more rise on online platforms. Certainly, you know, Hudson Search have looked at that market and we've launched the Work Crowd, which is a platform for freelancers in our market, in our market share. Brilliant. Um, so I think there is a fundamental shift and I think that's because of the increase in in-house recruiters. However, I absolutely feel the need for a good quality headhunting service through a consultancy will always stay. Um, and it's an art, it, um, it always, it, you have to position yourself in a different way and calling up from that company isn't positioning yourself in the right way. You often need a um, person to negotiate for you. Yeah. So often my clients, if they've had people go directly to them, might call me up and ask me to negotiate that final piece for them yeah. because they understand the value of actually someone being removed and being a third party going in there and negotiating. So it's those extra value add that you can offer your clients will keep you competitive. I think there's, um, I agree with that totally, Alice. And I think um, candidates at that level, um, you know, it doesn't matter whether companies have internal departments, whether they're made up of ex-recruiters, etc. The candidate actually likes that third party brokering the deal, yeah. negotiating for them. And I think... You know, it's going to be, in fact, it is already candidate choice. I think candidates will choose to partner with professional recruiters mm. like Hanson Search um, to represent them properly. So, and long may that Absolutely. continue. I mean, you know, you have to act in sort of a counselling process. I mean, it's, it's coaching, it's counselling, it's offering that advice to the candidate because sometimes they're unsure and yeah. they need that honest opinion of what's right for them. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where you can really add value um, in that process. And you are a consultant between two parties. And if you remember that, um, it's what's right for the candidate as well as what's right for the client. And then you'll get a happy partnership. Um, and if the two aren't right, and you can sound things off, I know if I've allowed my client to have too much direct access with the candidate, Sometimes they say things they don't mean to say. It's a bit like, you know, and actually I have to rewind things because I know that they're the right individuals for each other. Sure. It's just they've had too much exposure too early. So, um, you know, it, it's really you have to manage that end piece very, very carefully. That's really where you can add a lot of value. Brilliant. Brilliant, Alice. Now, listen, I want to move us into the lightning round. Okay, listen, let me yeah. kick off with my, my first one. Um, Alice, what's the number one thing 
that you see holding recruiters back from being more successful? I think they see um, uh, challenges as blockages. They can't move forward from them. I love a challenge. I absolutely love it because I can learn from it. So give me a challenge. That's my. You'll see me at my best. Um, rather than taking it personally, um, seeing it as a negative. So love a challenge and go for it. I love that. Just smashing through challenges, it, and it, it, it helps shape us, right? It helps create the absolutely. people that we are. Yeah. Good, okay. Second question, what's the best piece of uh, advice in your business or recruitment that you've ever received? So Roy, I don't want to be too cheesy here, but I have to mention you. Ouch. So I remember in a piece of training, um, I asked you, Roy, how do I become the best recruiter? What do I need to do? Okay. And you told me to specialize in headhunts. So when I set up Hanson Search, I had a specialism and I was gonna become a headhunter and that was it. Fantastic. So, um, they're my two bits. Know your market yeah. and then headhunt for the best individuals out there um, because that will make you successful. Alice, I'm really pleased that you kind of took that advice. I'm not even sure I remember saying it to you, but thank you anyway for remembering and definitely thank you for following through with it. Um, Alice, talk about, um, I don't know, is there something that you're using in your business right now or you personally use um, that's making your life easier. It could be an app, it could be a bit of software, a bit of kit. What are you using that uh, is, is helping you in your business right now? Um, so yeah, I'm always looking at how I can organize my life better. Um, and I think that's a continuous struggle that all recruiters have. So, um, you know, I we now we give all our senior consultants iPads. We take photographs of our notes and we download them into the, the database straight away. Good. So then you don't have to spend a lot of time writing things up. Ooh. We also use Evernote so we can type our notes straight in there. It links up to the meeting you have. Again, you can just forward that on um, so it's straight into your database. So I'm a great believer in technology to answer a lot of, a lot of um, uh, problems and to maximize your time. Um, but I'm continuously looking at apps. My, my iPhone is full of apps where I'm sort of trying to master the best one that's out there. I, um, Alice, I'm a big fan of Evernote. I, I, I use Evernote in my business as well. And I mm. love that tip about the iPad, you know, saving loads of recruitment time, sorry, time that they should be recruiting, yeah. but tapping in notes. It's like take a photo, attach that to the candidate file or client file. It's like it's job done, right? Yes, exactly, exactly. Really good advice, thank you. Um, Alice, what's the best business book that you've read uh, in the last six months? So, um, continuing on my theme of time management, so you may see that this is a, something I'm trying to master, um, The Art of Action um, by Stephen Bungay. Um, okay. The Art of Action. Uh, so, it, it's a um, uh, business book which is about business strategy, but sort of mixed with... Um, some military strategy, so it's it combines the two, but it's all about going, getting things done, seizing the day, pushing forward, um, not being fearful of uh, big tasks, and managing that and driving teams. So it's it's a really great book, but I think there's lots you can you can learn from all different books and speaking to lots of different clients and candidates as well. I'll be checking. I love that. actually. Um, I love what speaking to my clients and getting best tips of how they manage, especially in front of a CEO or an MD, and ask them their leadership style. 
you'll learn something every single time you ask that question. It's a great question to ask, Alice, and thank you for sharing that, that book recommendation. Alice, the final question in the lightning round, if you woke up tomorrow morning, still had all of the knowledge, all of the experience that you've got, but your business wasn't there, Hanson Search wasn't there, what would you do? You know, how would you start from scratch? Um, and what are the first steps that you'd take? Yeah, I mean, I love what I do. So, um, you know, headhunting would be the absolute you know, first choice of career that I'd go into. Right. And I would love the fact that I've got all this knowledge behind me and know exactly which direction to go in. But I would follow what's absolutely, I 100% believe in, which is have a niche, know that niche, be known in that niche and build your reputation out. Um, I think building a market, it, it's quite simple once you've mapped out a market. So you need a full um, vision of the overall market. You find a great candidate in that market and you represent brilliant people and you go out and market that individual out. I mean, it, it's it's not rocket science. But it just needs to be done in a very systematic process, passionate way, and you will you'll get the right results. Great answer, Alice. Thank you so much for that. Now, look, we're coming to the end of our time together, which is um, quite sad. But if you could give us just one final piece of advice and also just let people know how can they get in touch with you after this show? So I'm more than happy for anyone to get in touch with me. I've, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. Um, my profile's out there as any good recruiter should be um, and my final piece of advice would be you know whatever you're looking to do whatever level you're at you should be really pushing and excelling in that so you know in the headhunting and recruitment you have to be drivers of your own career and you really have to be driving your business or driving the search process or driving new business it's very easy to sit back and blame others um, for the lack of success that you're having or blame the market there's no need to blame anyone. Um, everyone can be successful if they just put the time, the hard work, um, the hours and the commitment into it. And you really will get the right results that you're looking for. And you can have a fantastic career in this industry. I've been fortunate enough to travel around the world from Beijing to New York. I've met global CEOs, regional CEOs, the most inspirational individuals. And I really think in an industry like headhunting recruitment, you have the opportunity to do that. Alice, that's absolutely fantastic. And thank you so much for joining us on the Recruiters Live Lounge today. It's my pleasure, Roy. And, and listen, I just wanted to let everyone else know, you've been listening to Alice Waitman, uh, Managing Director of Hanson Search, and one of the most driven recruitment business leaders on the planet, somebody that I know very well, uh, very inspiring and um, hopefully you guys have enjoyed today's uh, today's interview um, to, in order to get more of these type of episodes remember subscribe 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 until I see you the next time take care bye bye you've been listening to recruiters live lounge with Roy Ripper Join us next time for more insights and incredible success journeys to help you be a better recruitment business leader. This episode is sponsored by Glover Daniels. Glover Daniels delivers fast and flexible recruitment research solutions 
to leading multinational companies and executive search consultancies around the world. They are able to deliver first-class results on your executive search assignments in a fraction of the usual time, which can also save you money. Go to gloverdaniels.com forward slash rec live lounge to find out more and start talking to them today.